0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Thursday Night Live. This is Peter. Yo, what's up, everyone? Nice to see you guys
1: again, Frankie.
0: All right. So last week I was absent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a few so, times you were abs- absent. Yeah, yeah welcome back, welcome back.
0: Yeah, I think it's time that you take over the show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we call it the "fuck show" again. Okay? <laughs> yeah, maybe you should do that. huh?
0: yeah. Mm. No, anyway, um, I think overall the past few weeks has been yeah. a little bit jittery, right? Yeah. Yeah, and remember, I know as uh, as I was preparing for today's session, mm. one thing that that hit me is remember early of the year we said that this year it's a little bit like stepping on thin ice.
1: Uh, This thin ice is getting thinner and thinner.
0: Yeah, Mm. that's right. I recall just about two weeks back, the signals were a little bit mixed. Mm -hmm. But this week, two weeks after that, the signal seems to be becoming stronger and stronger.
1: Stronger and stronger. But I have to say that it is not, an entirely a surprise because I think since beginning of the year we have been saying that this year may not be a very good year, right? And then uh, at the beginning, I think we were proven not so correct because market keep going up, keep going up. You yep, know, yep. Uh, the Fed interest interest rate also is like thunder Russell like that. But the stock's but still, but oh You know, if you don't go into the US market, especially, you are you are you are left out. That's but right. But now it seems like whatever that we have discussed before throughout the year it is slowly starting to take shape. Yep. And it is not a very good shape. (laughs) (laughs) It is not a very good shape. And if we are not careful, we may step on the really, really thin ice and then fall. That is the danger that we are facing right now.
0: That's right. Uh, I recall I was just talking about the 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 possibility of realigning my whole portfolio mm. over the last two weeks right yes yeah and uh, but I still don't know what to do with it yet yeah. but uh, I think right now I'm a little bit more certain on what to do
1: mm.
0: right and looking at the market where is it headed to uh, it does make me wonder, yeah, where is this really going? As they say, when you look at the market cycle, you're supposed to go into euphoria and then the peak and then you're going to drop. Then you're in denial. Then you're yeah. into to uh, ultimate despair, right? Right. So I'm starting to believe that <laughs> we people mean- <laughs> were not that despair previously. huh. They were just a bit
1: jaded. Mm.
0: I think despair is going to come soon. <laughs>
1: uh, maybe not until despair. I think now we start to enter the phase of denial. Like, today drop 1% only. Man. Don't be afraid. You know, market goes down and up. So we just wait two more days and see what happens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now it seems to be like that, right? So true, e- true. even for myself, I have that kind of feeling like, you want, you want to take money out of, out of the table or not? You should, but what if I take out already, then the share price go up because it has been come down for a couple of days.
0: That's right. right? That's it should right.
1: at least have a technical rebound, right? Wait for it to rebound first, then at ah, that time, I really go and pull out my money. That's right. So that's, that's the right. behavioral side of things when it comes to investment.
0: Yeah, yeah, very true. I'm starting to see that um, there is this thing that at this current point, you need to make your decision swiftly
1: decisively
0: yeah decisively you mm. need to decide whether are you not going to do anything and mm. why or either you are going to do something and why Mm. right so today we're going to explore all these different options that you're going to have and for what reason you should do it I always believe in this one thing when it comes to investment right I mean for most of us we are probably not like having 10 million dollars in our bank account and then Mm. you have a 10 million dollar investment portfolio Mm. I always believe that we will continuously add money especially for those of you who are working out there you're likely like saving maybe 500 ringgit or 1000 over ringgit per month investing into stocks right just average it out yeah and that is one approach that i do very regularly and um, at this point right now i am starting to uh decide right how much more do i want to pump in or do i actually cut out more do i hold more cash that kind of things and am i gonna sell off some of my stocks Mm. yeah and i have slowly come to this position where i would say 80 percent is to actually exit yeah, I still have right. another 20% that I'm still a little bit reserved. Right. But about 80% for me is going to... Likely I'm going to start exiting a lot more. Mm. Yeah, what
1: about yourself? Uh, Okay, so as many of you know, I like to go in and out uh, the market. So the last time I took out money from the market, it was a very good decision. But you know, hand itchy, right? So hand itchy, when stocks start to go down, then you start to go in a little bit, by little bit, a little bit. But this time around... Uh, lose a bit of money but of course overall it's a positive number but now I start to question myself whether whether I should continue to go in or mm. should I stop already like what, whatever position is inside is fine because memang I sold high and bought back at the low but if it can go down lower then I should wait further no? mm. so that's, that's that's how that's how I'm looking at the market right now but uh, nonetheless one thing one thing extra which I took advice from you is that with the Bitcoin halving coming and things like that, right? So a big portion of money was taken out um, previously and part of it slowly going back in. But there's also a part of it that is slowly moving into uh, Mm, Bitcoin mm. as well. And given that now um, Bitcoin has dropped down it has passed 29,000. So yep. now it's 28 something. 28 something. So in fact, just now I just put in 500 ringgit and see what happens. Mm. Yeah, slowly, slowly move money back to other asset classes. I see, I yeah. see.
0: Yeah. So the approach that I take on Bitcoin is actually dollar cost averaging. Mm. Monthly basis, I would actually just add in a bit, add in a bit, add in a bit. Right. That is my position. Yeah, uh, I don't want to predict it. Mm. Uh, my brain capacity is a little <laughs> bit low. <Yeah. laughs> but having said that, let's just uh, have a quick summary of what has the market been uh, happening. Uh, yeah. Today, I'm just looking at all the charts. Uh, what we found is naturally Dow Jones dropped by uh, 0. 0.52. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: NASDAQ has dropped by 1.15. Yeah, yeah, This is most-
1: based on yesterday's performance or monthly performance or what? What kind of performance? Is uh,
0: it? I think these are...
1: Uh, daily. Yeah, daily. Okay.
0: Yeah, then uh, FTSE 100 0.25 down, right? CAC uh, Mm 0.05 and DAX 0.08 Singapore also down 0.5 HSI down 0.01 and the only one that's going up seems like it's actually Singapore lah. Mm. Yeah. And we are not just talking about, uh, not Singapore, Shanghai, sorry. Right. The only one that's going up Seem to be Shanghai. Yeah. But is it outlier, whatnot? I'm not really clear about that at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But one thing we can see is that commodities are actually rising.
1: <laughs> All the bad signs are coming up. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, commodities are rising. Uh, futures are rising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Forex is also, seems like a lot of currencies are actually facing destabilization. yeah, mm. not really sure where is it holding. It's not really stable. Even Japanese yen, uh, US dollars seem to be also a bit, mm, mm. there's a lot of question marks, right? So, it, it, it seems oddly similar to the 1987. Mm. Yeah? Oddly similar. Not entirely, but there are some similarity to it. And 1987 was a year where they call it the Black Monday, right? Mm. Where the whole market crashed, right? And that time was, some said it's a little bit similar to right now where all the indications seem fine. Mm. Like, okay, like, you know, like, okay, but like, mm, yeah. mm. So, a little bit similar. Right? But we are not really sure. I mean, if I can really know, then I wouldn't be sitting here doing live, lah, right? I would, <laughs> I would be refinancing all my properties and then throwing my money in or either doing something else, lah, right? right? Yeah. So, but anyway, let us go back to the story, right? So, actually, what has been happening? Uh, why is the bank rating downgraded right now? And then, US downgrade, this downgrade, that downgrade? Yeah, hmm. what is actually happening right now?
1: Yeah, so if you follow our previous uh, live session, uh, Thursday Night Live, um, for the past Three, not three, but the past two life we have been talking about Fitch downgrades, Moody's downgrade. And today, again, Fitch is talking about a potential downgrade of banks. Uh, why are all these downgrades happening is it has a lot to do with the interest rate hike. Uh, now, when interest rate is increasing, your mortgage that you need to service becomes more expensive. Right now, my last check just now was that for commercial real estate, pune mortgage rate, it has gone up to 7.6%. Mm. That's the highest since 2001, if I'm not mistaken, right? So when your mortgage rate is so high, then people just simply don't want to buy more houses anymore. Yep. So when you don't buy more houses, chances are the property value is going to drop. Okay. Now, the problem comes when all these investors, when they want to borrow money from the bank, they collateralize their property as a, a guarantee to the bank. Then yep. only the bank will lend you money. Ma. But if this asset in the bank's hand keep dropping, it will come to a point where it will affect the asset quality of the bank. Mm. And if the asset quality is so low, then all these credit agencies will come and say, hey, now I think I want to downgrade you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And when it downgrades, it means that the risk to invest in this bank becomes higher. Mm. And therefore, if you want to invest in this bank, you will require a higher return from the bank, which means the banks need to work harder to make more interest income to distribute to, to depositors, to investors and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it becomes a Bad cycle. Correct. Right? It becomes a
1: bad cycle. Yeah.
0: Now a 30-year average mortgage in US is about 7% apparently. Mm. and yeah. Housing demand has has went down. Now, but the interesting part is this, right? It's a very mixture of stuff that's happening. Mm. On the other hand, unemployment rate is at very low rate. Very low. <laughs> which inflation <laughs> is about 4 over percent. Yes. Very strong. Means people are earning well per se, right? Correct. Uh, but, how actual truth is individually earning well or either the bosses increases their salary, we do not know, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, what we know, if a boss go and increase his salary by 20% extra, who's a CEO level, like, in the US companies, mm. uh, it can move the needle quite a lot, but normal people may be earning a lot lesser. Yeah. We are not really sure. Yeah. But, uh, these are some of the things that's still happening and then, oil prices has actually went up as well. Mm. Yeah? So, There's this whole inflation thing going on. Rates are still seem to be going higher. And Mm. it seems like previously, like we say, the first half of the year, it seems like everything is still fine. No problem. You know, even Mm. when interest rate keep going up. Yeah. But suddenly right now, it seems like it's starting to dry up.
1: Yeah, you're entirely correct. If you just look at that few economic indicators, right? We are totally fine. There's no problem. Low unemployment rate. You know, there's healthy inflation. Four percent, kind of healthy inflation in the normal circumstances. Uh, things are things. Things are doing quite well, right? But if you look deeper into all these other asset, like your commercial real estate, how are banks doing? The quality asset. Are companies really making money? Then you find a lot of cracks. Mm. Yeah, these cracks are the danger today.
0: And that is the thin ice that we are stepping on.
1: Yes. Yeah. Wow, today very philosophical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. And um, taking a look at that as well, I was just looking at the the prediction for earning for S&P 500 as well. Mm. All right. Uh, remember the last two weeks, we actually said that it seems that like a lot of companies are outperforming. Mm. But the reason they're outperforming is because analysts downgraded the earnings, mm. Yeah, so it's actually setting a lower expectation and then they cross that lower expectation, making them more uh, favorable towards their result, right? In a sense. Yeah, but what we are seeing right now in the near future, uh, in the next quarter, apparently a lot of analysts are actually downgrading the expectation. Mm. Yeah, and it's literally nearing zero soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you're going to be looking at that, it yeah. means that they're not expecting growth from companies
1: already mm.
0: in the near future.
1: Actually, do you remember not too long ago, I mentioned about the three indication to say that the market has peaked and it will start to come down, right? Uh, one is the, the, the cheap wall and then one is, don't know what, I forgot already. But one of the measure is actually when analysts starts to downgrade expectations. This is one of the indicators, yes, yes. right? And, and, and why, why is that a good indicator? It's because generally speaking, analysts don't want to, to upset the companies. So if they could, they wouldn't want to downgrade their earnings estimate of a company. Yeah. But if they really have to do it, means it's really shit. Then they have, they have no choice, they have to do it. So that means things are really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now we start to see last quarter they start to downgrade a little bit, and next quarter they are also downgrading the expectation. Mm. So, it really means that bad stuff is coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. like Fed's increase of interest rate is starting to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put it that way, then, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And at this point, right now, right, I just want to uh, uh, bring it up the logic behind all of this, mm. right? Uh if you actually look at the stock investment, the fundamental of stock investing itself, it is all about earning more money mm. against a risk free rate per se. Yes. Right. So put it this way, right? Uh if FD rate is five percent, you will not be investing in a business that generates less than five percent, right? Correct. Because you might as well put it in the bank. Yes. Risk free. Yeah. Risk-free, mm. right? In fact, I need to charge a premium on top of that, right? So if the premium is good, then only I'm willing to take a little bit more risk. So for example, maybe the risk-free is about 5%. Then in order for me to take some risk, I'm only willing to invest if it is 8%. Mm. Yeah, so that 3% is actually to cover my risk. That That's that's the point. That's the point, right? And at this point right now, we're actually looking at about... uh. 6% fat fat rate is about 6 uh, five, 5 about
1: 5.5
0: 5.5 uh, 5.5 yeah uh, and then if you look at those bonds and everything all it is exceed already yeah, yeah. I think a bonds triple uh, A or something like that is ranging about uh, US, 7
1: US 10 year bond is about 4 over something percent if I'm not mistaken uh, 4.28% right 4.28.
0: now. 4.28, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else is there that we are uh, looking at?
1: Two-year bond is uh, 4.95. 4.95%. Uh, Five-year bond is 4.4%. 4.4%. Uh, There's a very interesting indication here. Now, generally speaking, when you want to lend money to people, the longer the tenor is, means the higher the risk. That's so, right. if higher the risk means you want to charge a higher interest rate. That's right. But we are in a situation whereby... If you want to lend your money to the u s government for ten years yeah, you're only getting you're only rate. getting four point two eight percent but if you lend your money to u s government for two years you 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 will get paid four point nine over percent which means to say investors in the short term think that the u s government is very risky at least for the next two years mm.
0: yeah, so mm. they'd rather lend you only short term in a sense, yeah. Uh no, they rather, rather lend you long yeah. term. They rather lend you long term. Because they're scared of the short-term effect at this point. Correct. Yeah. So this is what we call the inverted yield curve. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's been inverted for quite long, eh? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: finally, <laughs> finally. I, I remember when I first started Mr. Money TV. Mm. It started to invert.
1: Mm.
0: And I did a video about it.
1: Oh. And then it
0: went back normal. I don't know, it just Oh, it, it just stayed. I think I can't remember whether it just stayed or something like oh, that. Yeah. But basically it, it Okay, the market did crash. Yes. After that, the market did crash. But it was because of of COVID. COVID. It Mm. wasn't because of like all these kind of things, right? Mm. And right now, it's like not COVID anymore. Mm. Yeah. So, it's more about really economy. Mm. Yeah. So, you think about it. My point that I want to say is this. Put it this way, right? If companies' earnings are not more than 4 point something percent, What's the point of investing in a company?
1: Yes, just buy US bonds.
0: Yeah, that, that's the point. Uh, you see, uh, the point I want to make is this. Uh, if the company is not earning more than four something percent or 4.9% per se, it is not worth putting your money in the company, mm. right? And the measurement of that is actually, if I can recall correctly, it is instead of PE, it is EP. So earnings divide by price. Mm-hmm. Then you get the yield. Right, yeah, so yes, you get the yield, so the yield is similar to the the rate of return that you're getting now, basically, yeah, now, when you actually look at that, I think a lot of companies, their yield is way, way, way lower than actually a two year treasury bond or even a ten year bond
1: yeah, I'm not surprised,
0: yeah. <laughs> if I'm not wrong, when I was just looking at one of the companies, mm. Costco lah, huh? Mm. yeah, it was, I think 0.5 a year. Mm. So it shows you one thing, you know, it is overvalued like hell. Yeah. People rather give their money to a company who is earning less money than putting it into a bond where it's earning more money. Correct. And take that extra risk some more. Yep. So that shows that it's Not logical already at this point.
1: Yeah, okay. So to build on your point, right? Because interest rate is high, so people will go and chase for something that's higher return. So um, when the liquidity is still quite strong, when the interest rate is still not as high as what it is today, what investors did was they are hungry for growth and they went all around to look for growth and they found tech stocks as a growth area. So what they did was they keep buying tech stocks. Now, even though in terms of business operation, the growth could be, let's say, 0.5%, 1%, 2%, or maybe even 4% 5%. But because everyone jumped into tech stocks and tech stocks jumped so much, right? That valuation still justifies, right? But today, the situation is different. You keep chasing stocks. Stocks keep going higher and higher. But at the same time, business operation getting slower and slower, profit getting lower and lower it will come to a point where investor will say, enough of this shit, right? <laughs> let's, let's just take profit and jump, mm. right? So now we are starting to move into that phase of the market already.
0: Yeah. Some of the reason people have a lot of money to put in is because of leverage, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, there's well margin with Correct. the banks and
0: so on. Now think about it. Remember earlier when we started, we talked about properties and mm. the problem with commercial real estate, mm. yeah? It's because when right now, when commercial real estate is suffering, if let's say at the moment it crashed, the bank's balance sheet will be affected and there is a chance that they will start hauling back loans and they are less likely to give out loans and give out margins easily. Yeah. Then now suddenly when it tightens, then you don't get so much of money. What do you do? You need to start liquid, liquidating, right? Yeah. So when you start liquidating, that's when the chain effect is created.
1: Yeah. Then you'll create a situation called a credit crunch. Yeah, no credit. Hmm. Hi. yeah but nonetheless let me let me just explain a little bit about this uh fetch uh fetch the the fetch downgrade okay so currently um u s banking sector that means you add up all the banks in the u s currently they have a rating of uh if i'm not mistaken double a AA-, minus which is considered one of the highest grade so the highest grade is triple a and then uh double A and then double A minus and then you have A plus. So now currently, in terms of the whole sector, US banking sector is at double A minus. Now, the Fitch is warning that it may downgrade the whole sector one notch down, which is A plus. Okay? Now, when it downgrades to A plus for the whole sector, it means that no bank can be higher than that great one you know. No bank, even though you are good, right? But because the whole sector is at that level, you must start from that level. okay. So interestingly, uh, what are the banks that are currently in that double A AA- minus rating? Uh? Surprisingly, you have Bank of America, you have JP Morgan. Oh, huh. You have all the big banks at that level. So if each downgrade from double A AA- minus to A plus, which means we say your JP Morgan and Bank of America must, not must, but very highly likely will start their rating from a minus also. Oh my. And if you think about it, if JP Morgan and Bank of America also at A minus, what could other small banks' rating be?
0: Wow. So
1: it will trigger down to a whole industry wide downgrade. And if the whole downgrade happens, I tell you, it will, it may trigger into an entire market downgrade, put yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's in a way, if you actually look at it, right? And banks are actually the proxy of the country, right? In the sense, yes, yes. Yeah, so it is literally gonna be a whole national issue,
1: global issue. (laughs) What is it? Global issue, yeah. yeah, That's right. Global
0: issue, right? (laughs) And it's it's gonna be scary, but at one hand, you see, it is not really to a certain extent. Hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't look like it's a very bad recession, recession per se. Mm. So. I guess to a certain extent, daily life will still continue.
1: Yeah, daily uh, life will continue. It's just will that have a, people will be, you have, have a harder harder life.
0: life. Yeah, mm. it will be tougher a bit. Tougher. You may see more inflation coming along. Mm. Uh, you may see uh, uh, people may have another round of retrenchment, you know, and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, they will need restructure again. People are going to lose their jobs again. But I mean, whatever it is, the last round, it seems like, even when all these were happening, wage inflation was still high. Mm. So I don't know where the fundamentals is on that. Mm. It seems very weird to me. Yeah. Like, like I say, maybe it's because the big CEOs are drawing extra 100, 200 million, right? Yeah.
1: Actually, I really don't know I, I, why, I don't why know. the US number is so nice. I... I, I it
0: just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Correct. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, yes, a lot of people get jobs, but all these jobs are your restaurant waiters, lah, you know, your dishwasher, lah, that kind. Ah, those are doing very well because people are keep coming back to the economy to spend. Uh, but then the question would be, where do people get the money to spend from? Mm. Mm. With the inflation and uh, all those stuff of things.
0: Yeah. So that, that's where I'm not sure, right? You see, people are actually earning more money, but earning growth is,
1: not there. Correct. Because I think, I think what happens is that all these IT experts, they got retrenched from your big tech companies and they went to become dishwasher. So in terms of unemployment rate, it's low. But in terms of income rate, I think they will have a problem.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they could have survived quite long with whatever they had if they saved a bit. Because mm. remember the last time I met someone who, who used to work for Facebook as a fresh grad, mm. right? Yeah. She just graduated, worked for Facebook and she told us the income was how much? Huh? 100 oh, over thousand, right? 170,000 yeah, yeah. per month uh, or something like that.
1: I can't remember the number but I remember but it, was it was a big, big. number. It was yeah. like
0: shock of our life kind of big, right? Mm. And not inclusive of, uh, not inclusive of shares or more, this yeah. and that. So she worked for one year. I calculated for her. She literally accumulated half a million. Mm. Malaysian Ringgit. La. Mm. Yeah. Or US Dollars. Uh, no, US Dollar. Accumulated. Like somewhere around that one. Then my answer, she shy shy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But my point is, I mean, if you have that money, I'm not surprised that when all these crunches came in, you could have still spent that for half a year. La.
1: Yeah. And that that girl, she, she saved up so much money that she now do her own business, right? So I suppose a lot of uh, US citizen is also doing that thing. So that also built up the whole gig economy thing. And you see in the US, there are so many YouTubers and all these side businesses that turn into real businesses. And all these real businesses, they go and rent a commercial space, for example. Um, But maybe they are not businessmen, entrepreneur in nature, but it was quick money to make in those days from 2020 until today. Now today their business may be affected. So let's say for example, they say, I do business is really very challenging. I give up already. I want to go back to work. Now, what happened is that then suddenly you have many commercial property become vacant. When it becomes vacant, then all the landlords cannot pay the rent to the bank. And this is one of the contributors to the problem currently as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, it is really quite scary at this point. Yeah. Uh, We are not really sure Hmm. where this is headed to. But I do foresee that the Fed will be increasing interest rate. Lah. Yeah. At least within this year, mm. because of the wage increase, the inflation data is still there. Yeah. So for FEDs, at the end of the day, it's nothing to do with anything. They just want to look at this core inflation. <laughs> right. Mm. That that's all they care. Correct,
1: correct, correct, You know whatever they're They is will something. just follow economic data. Correct. So they want they don't want to put emotional em, they don't want to put emotion in it. They want they don't want to have the qualitative side of things. They just want to make decision based on numbers. Yeah. Based on evidence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then uh, as this, uh, so I think it's very likely they are gonna raise interest rate. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe one time, maybe twice. Yeah. Um, and if this time if it goes down. Let's see how much it goes down. Mm. Uh, but I would say that maybe if it goes down, we'll just go back to the previous down. La, right? The previous lowers. La, hopefully it doesn't go any lower. La, yeah? The
1: previous low as in the COVID time low. Uh,
0: that, I would say, say maybe bad, last year. Last year, la, last only, year, last year, year end. That, December time kind mm. of low. La. Maybe drop another 20-30%. I would say. yeah. Uh, but some are estimating it to drop a lot more. But I can foresee that if this drops, I'm not surprised that cryptocurrency is going to drop mm. as well. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's a little bit more emotional in that sense. Mm. Yeah. And if that happens, then uh, let's see if you've got any cash. Uh. Mm. If you've got cash, then congratulations. Uh. If no, then it's okay as well. Uh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just make sure you earn money. Uh. Yeah. yeah. But I would say that whatever that is going to pass after this, hopefully by 2024 or about 2025. Hmm. uh, Once the Fed start lowering down interest rates.
1: Oh, then the party starts again. (laughs)
0: Then the party starts
1: again. (laughs) Yes.
0: So for those of you, if your portfolio is already locked in, you really do not know what to do with it. And you really don't want to do anything about it. You, you want to take that long-term approach then. Yeah, you can probably keep a portion here for long-term approach. But Hmm. what I would say, this is probably the best time for you to start saving money. Yep start saving as much as you can because if now is the dark night, it means that the sun is going to come up soon, man. Mm. Yeah. So mm. that's something that truly I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this year, you can't. The, the sunrise came a little bit too early until I start to like, Chinese say, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, This year, I was like, it's supposed to go down. It's supposed yeah, to go down. Yeah. Why is what it happened? going up?
1: What happened to the world? Yeah.
0: In yeah. fact, Michael Burry actually just shorted the market again.
1: And yeah. now he shot, is okay. La. I think his previous shot all lose money. I think he lose quite a lot of money. Yeah. But whatever he betted on, mm. made a lot of money. Eh? Mm. Yeah. So in a way, uh, people are
0: investing in those recession-proof stocks. Yeah. Yeah. And even when you look at all the sector, you can see that all the growth sector are all going down. Mm. The ones that are actually doing well is actually the defensive stock. Mm. Yeah. Um. And it seems like that's the thing. Uh, and... I'm not sure, but I think he just re-entered into Coscivic or something like that. He's still in his position. Yeah. He's into mining, yeah, which is commodities. Mm. Right? Yeah. And some other stuff. Yeah. But my point is, this time he could be called the God again. <laughs> right? Yeah. But like I always say, right? You predict the market is gonna go down long enough, eventually you're gonna be correct. You predict the market will rally. Mm. eventually you're going to be correct.
1: Mm. But 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 the trick to be successful is you must have the holding power to, to see through whatever that you predict.
0: That's right. Uh. That's right.
1: So, people like Michael Burry, he has the holding power to do it. Yeah. So people yeah. like us, if you are wrong, chances are you will lose a lot of money. That's right.
0: And that's why you see Warren Buffett can keep afford to buy.
1: Yeah. yeah? He is a long only investor. Long correct. only investor means you just buy, you don't sell. La,
0: he sell, la, he sell,
1: sell. is to take profit. La. Yeah. Uh.
0: He got mm. So, he's... His strategy, why it works, is because you all have to understand. At the back of it, he actually owns Gecko privately. Mm. Then, because he owns Gecko privately, Gecko is an insurance company, yep. and naturally, during these kind of bad times, insurance company are the best. The reason being is because whether you like it or not, you still gotta pay for insurance, mm. and your money is locked there. If let's say you cancel your insurance, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> In fact, if you if you surrender your plan, they need to pay you back some money, but Most of it is already locked up. Even better for them. Mm. Yeah, literally you're giving them free money. So chances are you need to continue paying your insurance. And you're paying it every month, every year. So it means every year you get fresh funds coming in to average it down or average it up as you wish.
1: Yep. That's why insurance fund managers have a lot of money. They are quite powerful in the market. And sometimes they can even influence the stock prices. <laughs> yeah. The big ones, la, the big ones. Yeah, In, fact, in yeah. fact,
0: there's a theory behind that of like why certain things crash la, at the end of the day. huh? Mm. Yeah. But my point is this, right? Taking that exact same lesson and applying it to yourself as a retail investor. What I want to say is this. During these kind of times, what you should be focusing on is not about being a better trader. Yeah. Unless you're trading full time. Mm. Yeah is actually to focus on your earning ability. Because if you have the strong earning uh, ability, you can continuously invest. So if the market is going up, you can average up. Market going down, you can average down. Because as long as you have the liquid cash at hand, you will never die.
1: Hmm. Good advice. Yeah. Yeah, But uh, that, that, that suddenly reminded me one thing. Um, well... Usually, we sometimes we get invited to companies' earnings release uh, meeting, right? Briefings. So, um, the last quarter, I remember I went to a brewery company briefing. Um, I, actually, I've been to many brewery briefings before. Lah. So, what happened is that during those briefings, apart from serving you food and their beers and whatnot, they also give very lavish goodie bags, mm. right? Their merchandise, you know, some gifts and things like that, right? So apparently, and by the way, all the breweries have already released their result and their result is not very good. But this particular brewery, Ooh. in the past, they give all the leverage stuff, right? This time now, the briefing, which happened two days ago, nothing. Nothing? <laughs> nothing. So all the fund managers, managers were shocked, you oh know, huh? Really? They're bad, man? But until m- merchandise also cannot give, really.
0: Hey, but actually, think about it. Uh, it's yeah. quite true, no. When 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 you have less money, uh, hmm. what's the first thing you cut?
1: Cut all the fat. La. Yeah. Drinking? Yeah. True, right? No? Uh, you don't need true, drinking as a five True, true. Ah? But that, that, is, that, that only applies to Malaysia, I feel. Because in overseas, it's a different story. Overseas, recession, oh, sad, drink. Yeah, or oh, uh, bonus, happy drink.
0: So, we are talking about Malaysia. Yes, probably. yes, correct. We are talking about yeah, Malaysia. So, yes. it's like...
1: Correct. So, and all these consumer stocks uh, where it's supposed to be defensive and all that, even these kind of companies are seeing their earnings not doing very well in Malaysia. So, and we are starting to go into the Malaysian earnings season.
0: So, mm.
1: I think even consumer sector this quarter will not be doing very great. Yeah. Oh, mm.
0: yeah. Well, I think one thing I was thinking about it also, uh, the fact that US is uh, considering to downgrade the banks yeah, um, Malaysia also will likely get very affected, lah. La, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure, straight away, la, Globally, lah. La, yeah. uh, all the banks are gonna go down. Luckily, I sold my Maybank at
1: nine ringgit. Hey, but I think Maybank is all-time high.
0: Yes, yesterday. Huh? Yes, uh, sure, but doesn't matter, lah. I just sold it already yeah.
1: today. <laughs> I sold it at nine bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, so the theory on that is because your global banks is not doing very well. And Malaysia is always seen as the safe haven country to invest in stocks. But let's say, for example, I'm a fund manager, right? And my mandate, my responsibility is to invest in banks only. And now given that US banks, Europe banks or whatever banks is all like very shaky, right? So where do I go? Safe haven country, Malaysia Mm. banks are very strong. Mm. Come here. So that article was saying that maybe it's because of that reason, And and it is also kind of justify the theory because uh, foreign fund flows to Malaysia is increasing. That all this money that's supposed to invest in foreign banks are now flowing flowing into Malaysia into Malaysian banks.
0: Mm, mm, Yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, Maybank is actually eight point nine seven. Yeah.
1: So very well doing. Very well. Yeah.
0: Okay lah, but. Let's see in the next few days.
1: Let's see. Let's see. Let's see
0: in the next few days. Nonetheless, I think it's very important at this point right now. You need to really reconsider Mm. and think about a position in the market. Whether do you want to hold? Yeah. And if you hold, why? Yeah. Right? Because there's no right and wrong decision ultimately. Mm. It comes down to your personal investment strategy. It's just that you need to know why you're doing it. Mm. If you do not know why you're doing it, that's when you are going to get a headache. That's why Warren Buffett. He buy, 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 buy now, market drop, he doesn't really care as so well. Mm. Sleep lah. Yeah, because he believe he bought it at a fair price. If you go further down, it just went cheaper. It's okay, I already got my good deal lot. Mm. Right? So, what's that worry about? Right? Yeah. Now, uh, on the other hand, if you are thinking about selling, you also want to know why you are selling. Like for me, one of the main reasons I'm selling is because I'm trying to de-risk. Yeah, simple as that. Mm. Yeah? And uh, for those of you that are thinking about buying, why are you buying? Yeah. So, these are the main questions that you have to answer. And if you got the answer, then just follow your own investment strategy. Mm. Yeah? So, that's pretty much about it, right? Yes. Today is a little bit short, but I do see that there's a lot of questions Mm. from the ground. Maybe do we want to take more questions from the ground today? Can, sure. All right.
1: Uh, Let me take the first question uh, from Tan Yu Chiang. US dollar 4.65 now, is it a safe haven? Now, it's exactly this. It makes Malaysia more like a safe haven. Now, why do I say that? It's because from from Malaysian perspective, of course, it is bad, right? One one US dollar, you need four ringgit and 65 cents to convert. But if you are a US investor or you are a European investor, hey, you need to, for, for For one US dollar, you are getting four ringgit and 65 cents, you know, which means to say to invest in Maybank stock for a US investor, right? You just need less than $2, less than $2 only Uh, compared to if let's say our ringgit is at four ringgit, then you need two something, probably 250 or something like that, which is more expensive based on conversion price. So because ringgit is cheap right now, it becomes more attractive for foreign investors to come and invest in Malaysia at this point. you want to take a question?
0: All right. So, uh, what Peter mean by refinancing properties if market collapse similar to 1997? What I mean by... Did, did I say that you should refinance a property if market collapse?
1: I think you did. Did you, I that? I think you just just brush it through at right? it. Really? Yeah. Well, did anyway... I, I think... But I, but think I, I can don't but, really but I mean can build on way. this point. I can yeah. build on this point. You you it will be a good opportunity to refinance your your house after a crash. Yeah, Why? Low interest rate. Or? Correct, because after a crash, you know, all the central bankers will say we need to revive the economy, and the most classic way to revive the economy is to lower down the interest rate. So the interest rate will go low, 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 low until if you want to go to the extreme, is zero then at zero interest rate, you quickly go and refinance your house. (laughs) Then you get a free house.
0: (laughs) But was that the context that I brought it up on? I I, can't remember what context I brought it up from. Yeah, but I remember you mentioned something. But I would say, yeah, as usual refinancing, is all about lower lower rates, then you should refinance. Yeah, so that's generally the point. Mm. Yeah, but you refinance and do what? That's another question. Mm. Yeah.
1: Oh, right. People at Bank Nagara. Yes, people at Bank Nagara is super smart. (laughs) They all come from the Ivy League schools. Yes,
0: yes. Bank Nagara guys, Kazana guys are actually very, very intelligent. Correct. Yeah. Okay, maybe not all also. Most of them. Most of them. Mm. So, but I'm not sure whether you really meant it as a praise or insult. Mm. But, We'll just go with that, <laughs> yeah. With foreign funds coming in, is a bull still coming to KLSE? I, I think, I think, um, when it comes to this thing, if you're talking about FDI or you're talking about investing funds coming in, mm. which fund, Both. like investing in capital market kind of fund, right? Mm. Uh, definitely, if money come in, then certain companies will do well. I, I don't think it's going to be overall index. That That's my, my point. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think selected companies are going to do well. Mm. Like for example, right now with the national uh, energy transition roadmap, mm. right? Mm. There'll be certain companies that are going to be highly benefited.
1: Yes, yeah? for sure.
0: So I think those companies will be where the capital is going to be flowing in. Mm. Not so much on the whole sea lah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the whole here, (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe even when the funds come in, also people are selling out, right? So it's still about net inflow, outflow, right?
1: Okay, so uh, to answer it in a different manner, right? When foreign investors come into Malaysia, there are two types of funds. One is what we call hot money. Hot money usually goes to the stock market, right? I see Maybank very cheap, I buy all the hot money flows into Maybank. But if Maybank go all-time high to, let's say, 15 ringgit, 20 ringgit, sell, take the profit, chow, right? And then it's not a very good thing for Malaysia economy. Uh, There's another type of funds that comes in through foreign direct investments. This kind of money is more sticky because you're talking about putting money in Malaysia to buy a piece of land, to build factories, to hire people. Now, it's very unlikely that all these people can chow within three days they have to take proper planning to slowly exit. So this kind of money is more sustainable and I think from a economic standpoint is that we prefer to have more FDI kind of money rather than the hot money. The hot money can only help you to make um, gambling money la, per se. Yeah,
0: yeah, correct. Yeah. So, to a certain extent, I think just follow by business fundamental. Yeah, that's the correct. main point here. La, huh? Yeah, <coughs> In your opinion, should BNM just li- use monetary policy rather than listen to politician options? Uh I think
1: they are largely independent.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah they are actually largely independent. Yeah. They so at least they are supposed to operate that way, lah. Yeah.
1: They seldom listen to politicians. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, they have all the authority to act on their own. And so Correct. Yep. Did Fed rate hike make foreign investor hesitate to invest? Or what do you think?
1: For sure, man. <laughs> like, like, today's discussion is entirely about that, right? When Fed increased interest rate to 5%, how can I find a stock that is higher than 5% return? It becomes very difficult.
0: But, but I'm just wondering why so specific foreign investor? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean general investor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe Afifi can clarify then yeah. we can understand your question better.
0: Yeah. So yes, but remember, general, we are saying uh, the stock yield and mm-hmm. the bond yield. Yeah, if you compare that, if bond yield generally is already better and people are still willing to invest in stock, it's illogical. Mm. Because of that non-logical factor, then it means it's likely quite overvalued yep what a big question
1: okay let's see what are the good sectors to invest in BUSA at the current economic situation Um, I think when you have a lot of uncertainties in the market a lot of uncertainties in the economy you don't know where it's going the best strategy is always go back to basics when I say go back to basics, it means things that you use every day and if you don't use your, your lifestyle, your livelihood will become a challenge one. So things like electricity, water, your phone, uh, what else? Your car, your transportation, right? All this related business, they will be very strong even though it is a recession because recession, depression, or whatever should you still need to use these services. So these services are considered as defensive sectors.
0: Mm. Yep. This also answers, uh, oh, basically you answered Eugene Wong's question already, is it? What are good sectors to invest in? Yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, <clears throat> that's why in the earlier, just now we also mentioned if you actually look at uh, the sector for the past few days, you will also notice that more and more people uh, while everyone else has is bleeding. Yeah, Utilities is actually okay. Mm. Uh, oil and gas actually didn't bleed so much. You know, Stuff like that. Yeah. Now, I think this one is quite an interesting one. right, XCJ Smith asked, our, I want to ask about a video that I found about Malaysia on the delo- dollarization of our reserve. Now, we did not watch the video so we do not know. Is it true that it's going to be true but I do not understand why the dollarization in the first place? This is very economics. Yeah. Uh, firstly, to talk about de dollarization basically means people are losing trust or uh, okay, okay, very blunt ways, they're losing trust in dollar, la, US dollar, la, right? So why? Just look at the economy, la.
1: <laughs> right, right? Okay.
0: Look at the economy, la, right? Okay, yeah.
1: I, I and- think I think the whole point here is that. U.S. has become the U.S. Uh, the world superpower for a very long time, and people yep. are starting to question whether they deserve that number one spot in the world. Yes, and because if, God, challenges come already. Correct. So if the challenges suddenly turn and become number one, then Malaysia reserve suddenly we have very little of that that currency then it's not very good to us. So the whole de dollarization uh, concept is to maybe to agitate the mind and think whether we should diversify our reserve portfolio a bit. Don't just put everything in US dollar. Mm. Yeah, but we didn't watch the video, so we don't know what the video talk about.
0: So, Contrarian gave a very interesting comment. He said, more people trust USD over MYR anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So sad.
1: Yeah, so sad. (laughs) But it's okay. We hold a bit of everything, so we are okay in in general. (sighs) Diversification is key.
0: Yes. Oh, Okay, Howard Marks asks... We can't see the future, but we can see the now. In your opinion, is the Malaysian stock market too hot now? Um, not hotter than the US stock market. Uh,
1: I would say Malaysia market is okay. Yeah, it's not hotter. La. It's yeah. not expensive, but it's not cheap also. It's just okay. okay. Yeah. So that's why every day you see our KLCI performance is also okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Malaysia yeah. will
0: be okay for very long already. Yeah, okay.
1: every day, okay lo, like that Okay
0: lo, eh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so someone asked a bunch of questions about uh, property market mm. related to facts as well yeah so uh, and someone also interpret the property market at this current juncture do you think it's a good time to sell property gain a bit of profit or is it okay to hold it longer mm. yeah what are your thoughts on this in this current market do you think property should you sell it should you buy more should you hold on buying first what are your thoughts
1: uh Personally, I think property market now is a whole and wait and see kind of uh, market. Uh, why? Why um, Okay, because we have all the all the people go and flip, flip, flip property, buy, buy, buy property, and because of that, developers also got very excited and they keep launching, and you see a lot of condos just mushrooming out. Uh, from all these big cities, right? So um, what happened is that currently right now, at least in all the major cities in Malaysia, we are facing a supply glut. There are too many houses, right? And right now, developers realize that. So what they do is they slow down their launches. So in order for the market to slowly absorb all the supplies that they created in the past. So while the market is absorbing the supply, nothing is going to go anywhere. So until that supply is fully absorbed, then suddenly you have a situation of undersupply. There's not enough houses. Then developers will start to come up with new launches. Then the buyers will become very excited with all these new launches and they go and buy. I think that will be the new cycle. But right now, because of the oversupply issue, I think now is not the time to buy. But is it a time to sell? You sell for what? Because there's Oversupply of houses everywhere. Things are so cheap. If you sell now, you're going, chances are you will lose money. Yeah. If you can rent it out, just rent it out, lah. So
0: property prices has increased, yeah, Mm. compared to COVID time. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to COVID time, that's a key point, right? Yeah. So it's not like super high, but Mm. it's not super low. Yeah. And interest rate is rising, so it's gonna be more expensive for you to own property. Now, the overall market it seems like buyers are coming back. But in my opinion, in the broader market perspective, I definitely think that if you are looking at investing a lot into real estate, making that your number one engine, you may want to be a bit more careful I mean, same thing with stock as well. Mm -hmm. You may want to be a bit more careful. But if individually, you find a very good deal you need. Mm. Let's say, usually the price is 5 million and now it's 2 million, right? I mean, why not? If you got the cash, right? Yeah. Because ultimately, property is also a defensive asset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, definitely, that's just a blanket statement. However, if let's say, you go and buy a property that couldn't be rented out, Then it's not that defensive, ah. (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's also this whole big question. ah. And if you're buying a property to stay and you can afford it, then I don't think you should be too concerned. Mm. Yeah. You can say that right now you want to buy a property to stay and maybe the interest rate is about 4.1%. If you can afford, great. Go buy it, right?
1: Yep.
0: Maybe one, two years down the road when the when the interest rate drops, then just restructure your loan. ah. Get a cheaper rate by then. ah. And you know what's the best part? Because you could have afford, you you can afford the higher uh, monthly installment. Now Mm. when you refinance, you you just realize that you got extra money every month. Mm. Yeah. So I would say that you shouldn't be too affected. But if you have the ability to, then just go ahead. But if you are actually highly leveraged, Mm. just to get it and you actually can't afford to pay the property then better better think twice uh. yeah Mm. like your salary is four thousand five and then you're going to be paying three thousand five for the property that kind then you better think twice uh. yeah yeah and regardless of whether market good or bad also you should think twice right
1: Mm. correct yeah Okay, Orient Falcon, how TMB is defensive? When it's highly subsidized, number one, when credit crunch, number two, oil price increase, how can TMB survive? Now, defensive, first of all, defensive means like this. I'll give you one very good example. Um, Let's say Padini, right? In a very bad economic situation, can I guarantee that Padini will have 100 Ringgit revenue? My answer is I don't know. There could be an extreme case, right? Really, nobody going and buy Padini, and Padini's revenue can really be zero one, right? But if you, if you look at TNB, can you guarantee a day that at the worst market condition level, Tenaga will still be able to make at least 100 ringgit revenue? My answer <laughs> is yes. Because no matter what happens, you still need to turn on the light. So that, that is the definition of uh, defensive. That's number one. So someone is going to challenge you. What if war
0: happened?
1: <laughs> uh, war happened, you still need electricity. Or you someone. need even more electricity. You need even more electricity. <laughs> <laughs> so even more defensive. But the only thing is, don't know they got money to pay you <laughs> or not. La. That is a different story. But defensive usually means uh, the ability for the business to make money. Right? So, that's number one. Number two, um, the energy mix of Malaysia is cl- is inclined towards coal. It's not towards oil. So, uh, oil price increase do not really directly influence um, Tanaga's profitability. It's coal price. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, someone asked, I'm a fresh grad with a salary of 4.5 thousand. Yeah how should I start in saving and investing? Yeah, how should you start saving? Save law, spend less law. Yeah. There's only one rule, right? You spend less than you earn, then you get extra savings, mm. right? Now, the first rule of thumb I always tell people is this, make sure you have some emergency saving before you invest. Don't think that you can just invest every single dollar without having an emergency fund. Make sure you have an emergency fund. Yeah. No, actually, in fact, we have an e-book written about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very basic financial planning ebook. Yeah, go to our website www.mrmoneytv.com, Yeah, and sign up for our newsletter, and you will get a free ebook together with it. Right? Now, uh, I think the first thing is that before you even dump in money invest, you need to start reading, start learning. Yeah? Uh so check out our videos, uh, read up books, you know, uh, download, like, for example, I think if you want to learn US investing, one of the easiest app to go about is actually like Moomoo, right? Mm. Download the Moomoo app. Yeah. Moomoo has this very interesting feature that helps you to discover stock, which is their industry chain. Yeah. Yeah. Their, investment themes where it's going to teach you a lot about how an industry works, what are the components inside there, what are the businesses that are involved, what companies are involved and helps you to see how this how to actually generate investment ideas. So when you get a hang of that, that's when you can really start investing. Yeah. Right. Make your investment thesis. Throw in some money and then be patient. Mm. That's the thing there. Now, then, if we are talking about property investment, uh, that's a whole different thing. You want to save up at least ten percent and then know how to calculate rental yield. Uh, know how the property market actually moves and then. Yeah, estimate a lot of uh, funny-funny costs, like renovation, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, Aside from that, then there's a lot of other investments. Basically, I always think this about investment, right? Be open, learn as much as you can, because the knowledge for investment is always transferable. Yeah? So that's the main thing there. Now... Any other question? Okay, there's this and I guy say I just started investing in US stock market a few months ago. My plan is to do long-term investment by dollar cost averaging money uh, and I have tech stock. Should I continue to dollar cost average into tech stock or just go for ETF? Um, it's very hard to give him an answer on that. Mm. Yeah, because number one, I don't know how much you're earning. I don't know what's the goal. I don't know what's the purpose. Annie, know you want to long-term invest into tech stocks for dollar cost averaging. Now, and why tech stock? Is it because you are looking at long-term growth? Because if your purpose is just to set aside money monthly, then it really doesn't matter what vehicle, right? Per se, yeah. Because it's kind of like saying that instead of saying I want to walk to the MRT station, my goal is to walk, then walk all. It doesn't matter whether you reach what station, right? right, right. Yeah, because your goal is to walk. Your goal is not to go to MRT station, right? Mm. So I don't know what's your goal. Is your goal growth? Is your growth stability? Is your growth income? Is your growth what? Mm.
1: Right? So, based on this question, if you say your objective is to walk, then I encourage you to keep walking. So, (laughs) therefore, because your strategy is DCA, right? So don't stop DCA, continue that journey. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So, uh, what are the questions? Uh, okay, Eugene asks, is it wise to have both stock upstream and downstream for certain sectors such as oil and gas plantation or is it better to just focus on downstream or upstream?
1: Uh, okay, what's your opinion on this? Both are good strategies, provided you know what you're doing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because uh, let's say for example, oil and gas, right? So, Oil and gas has a very large upstream. It also has a very large downstream. Uh, I know of investors who only focus on upstream because they feel that downstream is is too complicated. Upstream, very easy. All you need to do is to find oil, pump, sell, right? Make money, goes into the profit, becomes dividend. But there are also people who only focus on downstream because they feel that uh, upstream oil and gas involves a lot of... Uh, government politics and things like that, like who owns the oil and then this country is fighting that country and all those stuff. It's very complicated. But downstream is just extracting the oil, refine it and you get better margin. Right? So, which is better? It's really up to which side of things you're more familiar with, which one you have a better grasp of things and then just go with it.
0: My personal opinion, it depends on how much money you have. (laughs) of course (laughs) yeah that's my opinion money is king yeah if you got a lot of money then you uh, can do whatever you like you (laughs) have very little money and you want to de-risk then it's better off to de-risk among sectors Hmm. than de-risk within a sector lah Yeah,
1: Yeah, simple as that. Okay, maybe to strengthen my answer a little bit, right? Uh, Right now, we all know that uh, if you tune in to last week's um, live, I mentioned about the US Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's running low. So they need to replenish oil, right? So because they need to replenish oil means they need to start buying oil. When they start buying oil, it will benefit the upstream. Okay, when oil price is low, it's very hard to make money for people who pump oil from the ground. But it's better position for downstream players because if I sell cooking oil, the cooking oil 20 ringgit is always 20 ringgit one. It won't fall to 10 ringgit just because your oil price go down. So their margin is protected in that sense. So when commodity price falls, then maybe you can switch to downstream. So maybe that's one, one strategy that you can think of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Nara Shikamaru say, either the market is crazy or people are, everyone keep complaining about inflation, yet everyone keeps on buying new cars and getting more loans. So is it a market or is it the people? Uh, I think it's a market and the people are, right? The people make the market, right? Yes. So there's this thing in economic, it's called behavioral economics. Mm. It means that it is behavior that made up economics. Simple as that, right? And behavior comes from people. Yeah. So the market... It's all about a bunch of people putting in money and exiting with their money, right? Mm. So again, it's all about people. So people going crazy is the reason why the market is crazy. That's why the data now is also crazy. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Rick, why ask, what are your opinions are converting major of my position to ETF to ride out the current situation? Ah, uh, I think this is a very, very interesting question. <laughs> With this kind of market like that, uh, should you be focusing on ETFs or individual stock?
1: If, okay, now now, okay, now I'm a little bit confused. What is your definition of current situation? Because based on this, it, you sound like a very bullish person currently because you want to convert major of your position to ETF and we all know stock market is crashing, right? Yeah. So unless you have a very bullish will to say that, huh, while everybody is selling, I'm going to buy big because I know the market is going to turn, then yeah, good. But <laughs> but but if you think like the consensus, if you think like everyone to say that market is not doing very well, every day drop 1%, 1% like that, then then maybe you shouldn't put a major amount of money into ETFs because ETFs tracks the market. Mm. Yeah. Maybe the idea is at least if
0: ETF goes down, then it's the average of everyone's down. But company can go really down. Uh, maybe that's his opinion. Eh? Uh, but oh. my question also is this. Oh, if you're going to exit, well you hold cash. Why Correct. you want to bump into ETF? Eh? Correct. If you predict the market is going to go down, then you should be holding cash, right? not Correct. bump back into ETF. Eh? Yeah. So why you want to bump into ETF? <laughs> That's a weird question. In the yeah. Because you say ride out. Mm. Ride out, usually we mean it as down, right? Mm. You don't mean it as up, right? Mm. So I, I think if you are going to exit, then what's the point of going in now? And on the other hand is that usually in this kind of market, in this kind of market, you if you're a good stock picker, you may pick a company that, that bleeds less than the ETF in general. Mm. Yeah. So, here's the question, right? Like, mm. Okay. What I, kind of stock picker are you or what? No?
1: Yeah. I want to introduce this concept and this concept, I talked about it before but a long, long time ago. So, let me reiterate it. Okay. When we talk about investment, right? It's, it's not about selling a stock and take the money away. It's about... If you don't think that the stock market is going to go up, you buy cash. And how do you buy cash? You take the money from the stock and convert it into cash. So as an investor, you're always buying. Do I buy stocks? Do I buy bonds? Do I buy commodity? Do I buy cash? Now, if the market is bad, the best asset to hold is cash. So therefore, you buy a lot of cash by selling all your other assets. So that's one one concept that um, I think will give you a better behavioral uh, reaction when it comes to dealing with market hype and fear. So no. at, so at least you feel like you are always buying something, like you are not selling something. Then you feel very pahit uh, mm. hati. Mm.
0: We'll pick two more questions, then we're gonna call it a night. Yeah. yeah. So the first question here is Dante, If you have time, don't mind explaining what's reads and how to gain profit from it. Yep, you want to share a little bit about REITs?
1: Uh, I don't see the question. Can you uh, okay. re- repeat it for me?
0: From Danti, if you have time, don't okay. mind explaining what is REITs, real estate investment trusts, and how to gain profit from
1: it. Ah, okay. So REIT is the the long name for REIT is real estate investment trust. So it is a trust. It is an alternative method for you to invest in properties. How does it work, leh? Okay. If you find this building very beautiful, the typical way is: let's say this building is ten million ringgit, so you need to come up with ten million ringgit and pay the owner of the house, and then you become the owner of the house. Yep. Now, what is the chance of you having ten million ringgit? Hey, you look like a paper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the chance is lower, lah. The chance is lower. Okay.
0: Maybe, maybe very high. Eh. Okay, I'm kidding, kidding. Jokes aside, jokes aside. The
1: chance is lower. Okay. Yeah. Now, what if I can cut the building into pieces and make it as though as a share? So let's say this 10 million house, I break it into 10 million units. So it becomes one unit is $1. Yep. All right. One unit, $1. Now, let's say I only have 1000 to invest. Now I I, I can also buy a portion of the building and become an owner of the building by buying 1,000 units of this 10 million building. So this is the idea of real estate investment trust. They turn the whole property into like a stock concept. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you, you just think about it very easy. It's like you and your friends all pull money together and then they go and buy property and then yeah. your friend will manage the property, collect rent from the property, every year and distribute back the money back to you all. Correct. That's the whole idea. Yeah. yeah. So to make money from real estate investment trust, there's two ways, right? Just like stock. Mm-hmm. Price increase... Capital appreciation, or either it is dividend. There's only these two, right? So that is how you invest in REITs. Ah? Yeah. So it's just a very simple concept. It is exactly like investing in a company, just that you don't call it a company, you call it yeah. REITs. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, pretty much there. Mm. Yeah. So um, why don't you pick one more question?
1: Okay, this one short summary, whole whole cash USD or invest USA. Uh give you a short answer, hold cash. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think uh just to conclude for tonight, I think both of us uh week by week you ask, ask us this answer could change, mm. depending on the news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh we can also qua that every week we change, ah, mm. yeah. But my point is that I think at this juncture, I'm more favorable towards holding cash. Yeah. To de-risk. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for my strategy, cryptocurrency, I'm still going to continuously uh, do dollar cost averaging, but I may slow down a little bit in terms of the amount. Then for stock, I think I will likely start taking more profits. Mm. Yeah, that's my position. Yeah, For yourself?
1: Uh, same. I think um, cash is more safe right now. Uh, but more interestingly, I was reading this article about this new kind of stable coin called MAS Regulated Stable, stable MAS stands for Monetary Authority of Singapore. So they are the first body in the world to come up with regulations for stable coins. And it is a very strict uh, regulation that they have to follow. And once you comply with it, this stable, this stable coin is recognized in Singapore. So I feel that there's a new asset class that is worth looking further into Mm, mm. they are at the forefront of cryptocurrencies
0: I hope when they do that and uh, whichever company registered in Singapore Mm. who actually has their own stable coin Mm. will go back up to one (laughs) dollar I hope so too
1: I hope so too (laughs) then I'll be (gasps) Yeah. All yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that one is not a MAS regulated stablecoin, so yeah. not yet. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If that we'll happens, uh, mm.
0: I think that Singapore is very smart. Really going to the crypto play. Mm. I think Malaysia is also quite smart this time round uh, with the with the national energy transition roadmap, with that economy madani thing. Uh, it's quite interesting, you know. They mm. really spell out what they want to do this time around. You know, remember last time when they always said, that like, we're going to create job opportunities. We're going to do this, that. Yeah, but talk only. Talk only, right? Talk only, never doing on yeah. uh, This time around, uh, it's is much more precise. Yes. I mean, it's not as clear to the point that they tell you like, what exactly will be done. But mm. at least, uh, like you see the netter. They actually said very specifically, development of solar park, this company will be heading. This mm. ministry will be heading. Mm. When it comes to EV implementation, who's going to run the audit? This ministry is running the audit, so it's quite yeah. accountability is already placed there. Mm. Uh, and then in terms of the the economy madani one, they also spell out very clearly, like they sp- say it very clearly. They say that uh, in the past we have been focusing on EPCC, uh, just just doing OEM kind of stuff, right? Right yeah. now, I want you to focus on chip design. Yeah, you know, at least you 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 give a clearer direction.
1: Correct. Yeah. So mm. I
0: think that. FDI is, is, is likely going to be still remaining strong towards Malaysia. Uh, not the stock market side, another story. Mm. <laughs> but investing into work, investing into creating job opportunity seems like something that's very likely. So that's why I would say that for those of you all out there, focus on being valuable, focus on earning money. You must remember, investment is about you have money, use that money and invest. I've not seen a guy who actually have $2 turning into millionaire just from investing. Mm. Yeah. But I've seen people who have 10 million becoming billionaires because of investing. You need to start with having money.
1: Yeah. Yep. And the best way to make money is through your own skill set.
0: That's right. Mm. That's right. Yep. So that's all about it for tonight. Uh, Anything else that you want to add on?
1: Uh so we have three weeks of consecutive downgrades kind of content already. So hopefully next week we don't need to do downgrade contents anymore. But we'll see. Right? Stay tuned next week. We'll catch you guys again.
0: Alright, see you guys. Take care. Alright, good night. <laughs>